Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Ariana. And I'm Wanda. Welcome back. Um, it hasn't actually been a little bit for you guys because we are constantly uploading, but it's been a little bit for us. Again, a quick update um, about, well now it's almost about three weeks ago, um, my dog Dallas was dealing with some GI issues and some lower back, hip, and knee pain. He is doing much, much better. He's undergoing uh, laser therapy three times a week and he's back on the mend. So we thank everybody that uh, reached out to me during that time when he was back and forth to the vet. And Dallas thanks you as well. He is here to say thank you. And we urge you, you know <clears throat> your pets. If you think something is amiss, don't say, oh, you know, let's see how he does by the end of the week or she does at the end of the week. Take them to a vet, let them get a blood workup and evaluation. It will give you peace of mind. And remember, you're not only saving their lives, you may be preventing them from having a, ser a more serious illness or pain. So we urge you, go to your vets, get a good vet, one you trust, one you really like, and take your pet if you think that their behavior is different than you've seen before. And again, we go to Village Animal Hospital. It's in Jericho on Long Island. It's just the best place ever, and we are very grateful. Um, he also did go to the uh, VCA Emergency Hospital, and they helped us out when I was very upset. And they were amazing as well. And we've always had good experiences with them. So, again, thank you, everybody, for your well wishes for Dallas. He appreciates it. We appreciate it. And that's that. And he's doing really well. Yes. And our other dogs are just fine. And we're absolute angels helping him get through this illness like he and his brother helped Lana get through hers. So we're grateful and thankful and ready to talk. So today we are going to be talking all about the Sex in the City I don't even, it's not a reboot, it's not a remake, it's a continuation, Yeah, I would say. I and they tried to reboot. <laughs> and just like that, that's the name of the thing. Um, it's on HBO and HBO Max, new episodes stream every Thursday, so keep that in mind. There has now been six episodes, five or six episodes. Yeah. and if you don't know, if you're not that familiar with Sex in the City, just, and just like that is what Carrie wrote after all of her... Uh, Collins or would say and would uh, she's the narrator for the show sex in the city and has been right along and she would say and just like that I was single or things like that so that's where that catchphrase comes yeah. from if you're looking for it and you're not familiar now I mean sex in the city had a very long runtime on television it also had two successful movies that you know, followed a very successful uh, TV show, Sex and the City, ran throughout the 90s and the early 2000s, and the movies came out in the early 2010s, maybe like 2008, and then the second one was 2010. I'm not exactly sure about the movie releases, but... All of that is based on a book by Candace Bushnell, and I think what you need to really realize for that time period is the fact that that was something that was not really seen back in that day. These were four hot fashionistas that were independently living on their own, navigating New York City, which is very difficult to navigate. And they all had good jobs and they dated many men trying to find Mr. Right. And that is what this series was basically about. So um, we are going to be giving away some spoilers of the show. So if you have not watched the reboot yet, remake, whatever you want to call it, or just Sex and the City in general, and this doesn't interest you, you can just skip ahead. Or if you don't want spoilers, listen to this after you've watched. So this was a long time in the making. 
um, this reboot. There were a lot of delays due to, of course, COVID and I'm sure writing and a bunch of other things. And cast members wanting to come back, not wanting to come right. back. Right, everybody knows the Illnesses. Kim Cattrall saga. Um, I mean, since that too, we've also lost uh, Willie, Willie Garrison, Garrison, who plays Stanford, and they had to deal with that. Um, although they I did it's all Willie Garson. Okay. I just Although they did know at the time that he was very, very sick and probably going to pass away. So we're going to talk a little bit about his exit. Um, and just some things about the show. Now, please keep in mind, no hate involved. These are just our opinions. These are just opinions. Also, too, we are going to be talking about Chris Noth. We are not his judge and jury. We are talking about Big, not about him. So when we are referring to his character, we are not being disrespectful or having an opinion either way about him personally. We are talking right. about Big, We are the talking character. about a fictitious person. We're not talking about Sarah Jessica Parker. We're talking about Carrie. Right. We're not talking about um, Cynthia Nixon. We're talking about Miranda. We're not talking about, we're talking about Charlotte York. Right, we're not talking no, about Kristen not Davis. Not Kristen Davis. So all of these people are just as if we are watching the show and we know nothing about them on the side. Right. We're um, talking about the show. The show. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, as I said, for someone like me, it was really a hit home show because I was working in New York City. I had three really good friends. We kind of piled around in the same way. We all had different jobs and different successes. And it was very true to life for me seeing that show always. Um, I was, I loved the movies, I loved the series, and I was very excited to have this show come back and as a continuation. Um, here's a spoiler alert. I did not understand right away. I'll give you a few minutes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Big one. Boop, 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 boop. Here we go. Okay. I did not expect that Mr. Big would die right out of the gate. But after further reading about things, it was the fact that he did not want to continue in the series for a long period of time, and that's why they did it, so it made sense. After I thought about it, it made sense to me, and the fact is you want to capture the audience right away, so you've got to come up with a blockbuster. Although it wasn't a happy blockbuster for Carrie's character and the show, I understood it after some evaluation and going through it. Yeah, and I also think, too, it was realistic. These are women in their late 50s. Late 50s. You know, Big was in his 60s. And, um, you Heart know, Carrie happened. talks about in a lot of the thing, you know, Carrie and Big, volumes 1 through 10. Um, and I think it needed something very monumental that would cause change in somebody's life. And mm -hmm. I do respect... Um, that they didn't go, like, full, like, the COVID route. I mean, they do touch upon COVID and many times. And they didn't go through the fact of, like, he had an affair or she had an affair. Because that's been done. Right. They did that a lot in Sex in the City in the first parts. So I'm glad they didn't go with that route. Or, you know, he left her for a younger woman. Or they yeah. fell out of love. I'm glad they didn't do that. As best as they could, they made their life what is very normal in most lives, a fairy tale ending and then tragedy. Which is usually what happens in life. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, at first I was really upset because I've always loved the Carrie and Big love story. I think, it, I think it was very realistic. Yes. It didn't seem like it was this unobtainable type of, you know, romance. And I think that was why you 
felt such a loss when she did lose him. And um, the first, he dies at the end of the first episode, and then his funeral is in the second episode. So right out of the gate, you're hit with something huge. You're bringing back a bunch of older characters, and then you're meeting some new characters. But I also think that moving back to their relationship, their relationship was not only realistic because they were at two different places in their lives. Mm -hmm. He was considerably older than her. He had already been married, then got married a second time before her. She was looking for Mr. Right because she had finally reached a pinnacle of success or semi-success in her career. So I think that's what kept us going, rooting for the two of them, because they were two, at two totally different parts of their lives. And I think even as we moved into this series, they were still at two different parts of their lives. Yeah, and you they were even, just able to blend them better. You could even sort of tell that through the movies and even through the little bit of interaction that they did have in the first, um, you know, episode right. and everything. So um, also, too, they deal with right out of the gate several times is the absence of Samantha, played by Kim Cattrall, who did not want to go back. And I think they were very kind to her. Uh, much kinder than she was to the cast and several members of the cast, the real Kim Cattrall. But um, I think that... And that again played out in the media, so we are not calling a judgment on Kim Cattrall. That played out in the media. Right. And, you know, but, I mean, there are things she says that she said. Yes. So we know that much. So... But um, I do think that they were very kind to the character. They didn't diminish her character. They didn't make her seem like a bitch or, you know, a not good friend. No. They kind of handled it, I think, in a very tactful way, and I I approve of that. And they do still sometimes, like, bring her back into the mix. Um... They, not physically. Not physically, but they do talk about her, and there's text messages and things like that, because they said they would always leave the door open for her, which, again, I think is super kind. So right in the first episode, out of the gate, they talk about Carrie and Miranda, talk about what actually happened, which there was a falling out over Samantha being Carrie's PR person, and then she just sort of up and moves to London. So that's how they deal with that. Um, and then there's another interaction that occurs when it's Big's funeral. And he has a very untraditional, very Big-like funeral. And there is... Carrie wanted absolutely no flowers at the funeral. And when she comes in over his coffin, there's these flowers. And she's like, I said no flowers. And they were like, well, they just got here, blah, blah, blah. They hand her a card. It's from Samantha. And she lets them stay. They also, in several other things, make references to her. She does text her. Um, Carrie also now, instead of a column, she is a guest host on a podcast. It's a threesome on the podcast. Um, and it's a very sort of socially woke, very of now type of thing. Where there is an Asian man, there is a non-binary person, and then there's Carrie, who is supposed to be the older, sort of married person in the mix now also getting into other people there is Miranda who apparently now has a terrible marriage Steve is almost deaf and her son can't stop having sex you want to talk a little bit about no, you can continue with the um and then there is um Charlotte she is still married to Harry she has her two daughters except they are much much older now one is very like prim and proper just like her mom the other eventually reveals that she may also be non-binary um she's very sort of like 
go to the beat of my own drum, free spirit. Um, they also have a dog now named Richard Burton. And if you guys don't know, during the series, she had um, Elizabeth Taylor. So there's that. Um, Harry and uh, Charlotte's dynamic, I don't feel, has changed. Not at all. And um, it's more about Charlotte now being It's always about Charlotte the correct mom. And, and correcting Harry. She's forever like, oh my God, Harry, don't do that. Or, oh, Harry, stop it. And it's still that way. And it's very much about her life navigating the world of being this mom and what, like, I guess it's like the New York equivalent, like the PTA. Yes. There is a woman, L LPW. Right, but these are all, like, secondary characters. Yeah, that which we're going to get into maybe in even another podcast where we're just talking about TV shows because the secondary characters are not, they haven't been extremely relevant except for one, which adds to a big plot change and the thing that I've seen the most controversy about. So, also, too, returning is Stanford does return for a little bit, and he was married to Anthony, but they do reveal in a latter episode that he moved to manage this internet sensation, and they are getting a divorce. Okay. So, there's that. So, now we just want to get into um, a little bit of our feelings. Now, at first, like I said, we were very shocked at the beginning but I was still really excited. I was amped. I was like, I love Sex and the City. I love all the characters. And I do. I love each and every one of the characters. I think it's one of those ensemble casts that just, whether they had problems getting along or not, works. And it's fabulous. And I loved it. It is a true also ensemble cast, even though narrated by Carrie and about right. Carrie. I think every character is wonderfully developed. They do. They develop their characters fabulously. And over the this. years, too. They've over grown. The years, and, and not only that, they they give each of them a real personality, a person that you would meet in New York City, that you would become friends with, that you would navigate through your life with, that you would cross paths with. And I love that. So I started really paying very close attention because uh, I'll let Ori talk more about it, but she got... At some point, she got very like, I don't like it. I hate it. I hate this. I don't like this. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, do, do I hate this? Do I not like this? And I sat with myself, and I realized, no, that wasn't what I was feeling at all. And maybe she feels differently now. We'll let you tell us that in a minute. But I realized that when you see a show that you've grown up with, and it, it pivots to really perpendicular to your life and your lifestyle, and then these things happen you start to think of your own mortality. You start to think, will, will that happen to me? Will, will I lose my husband? Will my friends lose theirs? Will, you know, I have friends that have already lost their husbands, quite a few. You know, what does life now as these older women that were once these fashion, independent, strong boss bitches, what does that hold for all of us that emulated right, what that What does that well? look like for them? And I started to realize that it was making me very sad because in as much as I think I got a lot of life left in me, you have to come to the realization that these things happen as you get older. And it started to make me sad because the characters that we knew and loved and depended on them to be that character, some of them are changing. Some of them are forced to change like Carrie. Some of them have decided to make a change like Miranda. Mm-hmm. And some are, I think, trying to change, but they're not sure they want to, but they think they should, and that's Charlotte. Right. And I think they're each in a different point in their lives because of the things that you see will sort of unfold right. around exactly. them. Exactly. And I realize these things make me sad. 
But what I also realized, and while some of the characters that they've added on I'm not fond of, and some of the characters I don't think are really even that pivotal, I do think that in all honesty and all fairness to the show and everybody working on it, I think they're doing their damnedest to try to do as much correct things that they can, appease everybody, not offend everybody, and then they're hit with this situation with Mr. Big. And I think they are like, and, and please understand this is not in any way to be derogatory. This is the best way I can describe it. It is like the woman that's been a whore her whole life and she gets a good job and she goes to school and she changes and she's in a social situation where there are her old friends that knew her when and her new friends that know her now and she's as gracious as she can be given her past yeah i think that's a really good way to put it i'm my mom is very right when after the first two episodes, I mean, I was, like, very mad in the first two episodes with, you know, the killing off of Big and everything. But moving past that, I did have, like, very back and forth, like, feelings and emotions. Um, and as someone that, like, works in TV, I had a lot of other, like, different emotions, too. Because when you work in television, like, the people that work in TV are very pressured by the world that we live in today so to ever. do everything, like, so correct. And I know how hard that is, and I definitely give them a hats off. For accommodating to it um for me it was just like it was such a stark contrast to like the sex in the city that i knew and loved i started watching sex in the city in 2006 about two years after it actually ended i watched it as a whole with my mom when i was like 16 and it was a vast difference from that show and then to the movies but i realized it's just like people you know we all grow and change and that's all good um, I feel bad that they had to do and change certain things just so it would fit a narrative that would make everybody happy because I do believe that there's never going to be pleasing never. everybody. Never. Um, so to me, I do find that frustrating, and I know I'll probably get hate for that because I don't feel that you should have to change for anybody, whatever you it is you think. It, it's fiction. Right. It doesn't have to check all the boxes to make everyone in the world happy. Because let's look at... But I mean, that's what people line. thats what people expect now. It's right. like, well, we're watching and we want to be happy. Well, right. you know what? Like, that's not you always how watch. it works. See, you're asking people to make you happy. You make you happy. So if you're watching a show, because we do it all the time. If we're watching a show, we don't like it. We don't watch it. We don't watch it. I don't bad now that I go, not for me, and I don't watch it anymore. And that's what all these people should be doing, And too. I mean, right away, like, today I want to give an example, and I'm talking about another HBO show, which is Euphoria. I had just uh, started talking about that I was very interested in watching it, because I'm one of those people, what is it, when you do, like, a 180? Is it a 180 or a 360? 180. 180. <laughs> I did, like, a 180 with, like, Zendaya. I didn't used to like her, but now, like, I think she's enchanting. So I was like, I definitely want to, like, support the show and everything. And right away, someone's like, they do this, and they do this, and there's too much this and there's too much of this and I don't like that and I'm like so then just don't what? watch it rather than embrace like you know what I looked at somebody and I judged them before I should have and I'm giving them a second chance because it matters to me to be that person that gets a second chance that's what people should be going oh my god that's great you didn't use the lights and and now you think it's good yeah go for because it because I always like to be open to about like people that have changed my mind yeah like just in life a lot of people have changed my mind um Kiran Ashipka was one of them because like I hated her on 
um, Mad Men because I thought she was like so annoying. But then like she was Sabrina, and she was and then she was like Sabrina, and like I loved her, and I love Kiernan Shipka. Like if she she's not listening to this, but I love her. But if um, anybody knows her, tell her we love please her. Please tell her I love her so much. But I I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I could talk about this. And um, I love Hunter Schaefer. She's a very beautiful, talented, up-and-coming trans actress. I think she's incredible. And I was like, okay, like, calm down. So that was what was frustrating for me about it. But I do still love that there is a lot of core Sex and the City stuff in there. The clothes are still impeccable. It still takes place in New York, which I think is so integral to the and storytelling. I, I think what's beautiful about the clothing is they go for it. You... Or I would go, yes, absolutely. There's so many people that would see their outfits and go, are you kidding me? Right. They go for it, and I love it. It is fantastic to see the combinations of clothes they put together. And as I said, I give them the most kudos because I don't think right now there's a show trying harder. No, I don't think so. It's old fans, it's new fans, it's coming-of-age fans, it's past fans, it's older people. I think they're trying like hell. And I know that we're not really talking about the people on the show, but more the characters. I think a large part of that is due to Sarah Jessica Parker, because I think she's a wonderful human being. Oh, I, think I do, too. I she's the epitome of New York, of New York actress, of New York mom, of New York everything. And I think she really wants to do good and do right. And I think she's been hit with a lot here. She lost Willie, who was her really good friend forever. She had a long-term relationship and friendship with Chris North. So she's suffering through a and lot of stuff. And also everything that she did go through with Kim Cattrall right. as well. I know that, that you know she talks about how that hurts her and is And you upsetting. know, she has three children and she has a famous husband. So I think there's a lot riding on her shoulders. And that is why I sat really and started thinking about the show. Um, how much more do you want to talk about it? Because otherwise I'll give my closing opinions. Um, well, we want to talk about the most up-to-date... Um, pivotal, huge storyline. I thought the original storyline that was going to be huge outside of the big was the Miranda drinking problem, but she seemed to like be dealing with that right now. We're also going to check back in once the show has its season finale, which is going to be in February. Um, I do know some spoilers about the final episode, but we'll talk about it once it's actually aired. So the biggest change is obviously the marriage of Steve and Miranda. They, I thought, like, went through it all to come out on the other side, and that does not seem to be the case because... The meeting on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, because that doesn't seem to be the case because as of uh, the past two episodes, she does appear to want to have some sort of relationship with Carrie's boss, Che. Um, che is a new character. Um, Carrie's boss, podcast host, etc. Non-binary. Um, extremely funny. She's like a stand-up... Um, they are a stand-up uh, comedian. And I do think mm -hmm. as new characters coming onto the show, she's the standout. She, Hands yeah. down, she's the notice me, I'm here, I got something to do with And when say. we say she, we're speaking of Sarah, who plays right. her, not of Che, right. because we are respectful of everyone's pronouns. Right. Um, that character of Che is standout. More than anybody else. It does play center. an integral part. And I do believe, because at first it was rather shocking when that happened, but again, I do think that there are people that come to terms with certain parts of themselves that maybe that they pushed away for a long time, or sometimes just because they weren't exposed to it at all. Sometimes you don't know if you like something or don't like something until you're actually exposed to it, like food. And I also believe, in all honesty, that... Uh, just And this is just by characters. I, I'm not talking about, you know, Cynthia Nixon or anything. 
I think Miranda has always been lost, but it was hidden behind her successful intelligence. And that's another thing. She's also going back to school to do because she worked during like obviously during like the Trump times of watching the people like be sent back like all the um, DACA and everything. And she was very inspired by that. So she's back in school. She's doing anything like criminal justice or yeah. civil. But I do believe that Miranda has always been lost. She's never been satisfied with any man. She's never been satisfied being a mother. She's never been yeah. satisfied with and her career. And she talks about that when she's meeting with her professor, who's another um, new add-in character. Um, she talks about, like, you can have it all, but it's really fucking hard. And some days, like, she doesn't like her family or her son. Right. Or so anything I like think that. It, do it doesn't surprise me that now she's experimenting with another alternate lifestyle of her own. And, um, like I said, I think we're definitely going to check back in when this season of it ends. Um, I definitely think there's going to be another season. I'm curious what the really, like, post-pandemic version of this show looks like, post the killing of Big, post all of those things. I'm really curious what that's going to look like. Um, I am, however, grateful and love that the show is still back in a way. That does make me happy. And I think what makes people, what made you and I unhappy in the beginning and what makes maybe other people unhappy is it wasn't that reliable sex in the city we expected. They kind of hit you just like life. Like, weirdly, right. it was awkward at first. Yeah, it was new. You're going to get up one day and your life's not going to be exactly like it was the first 35 So years. I do think metaphorically they definitely right. tapped into something, which I do appreciate. So we are going to do a part two. Definitely stay tuned for that. That'll be coming sometime in February. But we definitely want to know all of your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. And also respecting, as we said, these are just our opinions. We're not here to change anybody else's mind. You love it. You hate it. That's awesome. This was just our stuff. And we're and curious. I, I want to close it out by saying, when I decided that it was making me sad, I also came away with, you know what? I'm just going to appreciate it for what it is now. Just as I appreciated Sex and the City for what it originally was, and the movies for that what they were, I may not love every episode, I may not even like every episode, but I appreciate their tenacity. I appreciate that fans wanted this and they were kind enough to come back and give it to them. And I appreciate most of all that sometimes you just have to sit and say, it's just entertainment, it's just a television show. It's not show. that deep, right. It's not that deep, it doesn't have to change my life, it doesn't have to alter my life. And I don't have to love every single person on the show and every character on the show and every plot. And that's how I'm going away with it from now on. So, yeah, definitely give us your opinions. Check back in February for a part two on this. I'm very excited to see how they're going to sort of tie up the season. With that being said, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Also, too, we are releasing our schedule next week for all of our January lives that we hope that you'll be a part of. And this Thursday, we're going to be doing a really fun Midnight Whispers. It's going to be called Blank or Blank. Yes. We're not going to reveal that until you show up on Thursday. And that'll be somewhere around 10, 15, 10, 30 on Thursday. You're going to hear this podcast tonight, actually. So join us on Thursday. We're very excited. So until next time, everyone. Just be kind to one another. Make sure that you're not judgmental over something like a television show. There's plenty of judging that's going to happen on your part and to you. And above all, stay cozy.